Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. It's 2023, second month of the year, and this is the 23rd episode. It's just right, 2023, 23rd episode, 23 episodes of Tech Byte. Uh, so yeah, pretty much that's it. <laughs> Welcome to Tech Bytes again. As always, we bring you everything from the world of tech, and we also have a discussion about the major topic that has affected the tech space in Nigeria and Africa globally. I will not be doing this alone this week uh with me in the studio we have the powerful guys of tech next we have tommy who is the editor we have david yeah you guys have had david's voice for some time is me <laughs> david is a content chief and we have anderson right anderson is our chief business officer so anything money just just meet him <laughs> amen <laughs> amen <laughs> and so if you're in lagos nigeria the last one two weeks has been very hectic very 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 hectic all right you're talking about full scarcity power has been epileptic as always then you're talking about cash scarcity which is something i never dreamt would happen in my lifetime in nigeria but it is happening this scarcity of cash and now financial apps bank apps all of these are crashing all of these are not able to perform transactions people are wailing and moaning on social media and all literally every day and this is just like two weeks to the election again so it's a whole lot happening at the same time how's it been for you guys tommy who wants to go first oh well it has not been easy because some of these places where you can get food where you can actually pay with your bills your ATM card or the transfer they are so they are expensive <laughs> normal guys when our guys mama puts where you can buy food How about you, Anderson? How's it been? Uh, I, I think I was just talking about. Um, so yesterday I had a handyman uh, come to my house to fix some things. It was this guy that literally gave me cash, and then I had to add that money he gave me to his call to transfer. Wow! Uh, because the POS guys don't even have cash. If you visit a lot of the POS um, out. Uh, points you see that they are not even there they are hiding <laughs> and even if they, the ones, the yeah, ones with cash yeah. the ones with cash are charging you like 1k 500 400 for 2000 what are you going to do with 2000 when when uh, you have a lot of things to do and sadly it's not even the new notes they will give to you and these guys are buying money apparently from 
sellers in the market and so it, it's just a messed up thing right um this is not the first time we are changing currency in nigeria we changed from paper to polymer at some point yeah, even the old 100 naira note if you pay with it they will still accept it today i i, I so it's just quite a lot happening at the same time it yeah. a lot it is a lot david how's it been for you ah so a lot of a lot of good things and a lot of bad things um <laughs> <laughs> so for the first time in my life i went to market buy fruit and I, I transferred to to the seller. Oh wow. So I saw the efficiency of trust. I've been buying from the same fruit seller for months. Okay. Let's say years. Yeah. So when I said I, I don't have cash, she was willing to say yeah, transfer. I transferred and it did not go. And she said, Yeah, don't, just carry it. I know you will come back next week, you know. Wow. So when I go home, I did the transfer again. The subsequent week I went back there, pick up the fruit, transferred. So it just shows that the the missing element in all of this is trust. Yeah, I mean, if we are able to create a system where people trust the online banking transactions, most of the cash will not need to work. But just then, I had a flat tire um, <laughs> in an unexpected <laughs> place, and I had to go to the organizer. And after everything, they said the money was one two. I have money in account, but organizer will not take transfer. Oh, wow. And I cannot be dragging my tire on the road, so I had to fix the tire there, wait there, and check my car. The only I could see one fifty old fifteen around at the carpet. Then I called somebody to bring money. All the money you could gather from friends and family was seven fifty. So I added it to the fifteen <laughs> right yeah. there. I had to beg the organizer that <laughs> well, heaven and head eight hundred silver and gold. I do not have. So it's terrible. Yeah, wow. I mean, to know that you have money and you still have to be begging people. It is insane. It is insane, right? And this, this is just like a snippet of what we'll be having conversation majorly about today. So if you're just joining us, you should stay until the end of the conversation so you get like full gist of this entire thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go to our usual. We'll take you around the world of tech for like 10 minutes to talk about major tech topics and then. We'll go straight to our conversation. If you're just joining us, this is Tech Bytes by TechNext, and you're welcome. So, first of all, the AI war is on. Uh, sure. Terminator, that was like how many years ago? <laughs> <laughs> and we thought, I mean, Terminator would take 100 years to come, but it feels like Terminator might just be a few years away because now it has moved from data war to now AI war, right? Now everybody's fighting over AI, artificial intelligence, chatbots, and all of that. First was ChatGPT that came out with OpenAI. Then we found out that Microsoft had an investment in them and they were integrating ChatGPT into their products and services. Now they've said they're integrating ChatGPT into Bing, uh, Microsoft Edge, and all of that. Hmm. That's that. Google, which is another big boy in this space, and I was like, ah, you guys cannot be the only one with this chair now. Let's mm-hmm. come around. And Google launched their own bad, bad boy. <laughs> no, BRD. But but like but like a pre singer, like a yeah, poet. Yeah, BRD. Sorry. So yeah, they, they launched that and yeah, why it's still a bit sketchy, you know, it had a bit of glitch during the demo and all, but and they this lost is money. what is happening now. Yeah. This is what is happening. And this is where we are getting into. What do you guys think this means for tech and everything going forward? 
I think last year the whole hype was about the metaverse and jumping into metaverse. But right now, if a big tech firm are not jumping into this AI world, you just feel like you're lagging behind. Even Opera, I read this morning that Opera is trying to integrate yeah. GPT into their own browser as well. Dun, dun. Wow. Yeah, so right now, that's just that's just that's Act One and Three. That's that's interesting. Yeah, mm. Act One and And everybody's not looking at Meta now with their metaverse. It feels like everybody has left them. Below. Yeah, Meta is already lost leader. Facebook announced that they lost a lot of money last year, and it was because of Meta. Who wants to lose money? Now? <laughs> you have to, as a as a CEO, you have to think about the investors on your back. So if you say you are investing in something that is not seen, Baba, this one is already disrupting the market space, yeah. and is a significant threat to Google. If I can ask ChatGPT for something, and ChatGPT will give me an analysis that is comprehensive, that I will just copy, go to QuickBot, read it the word format, and paste it. Why do I need to research on Google? So Google cited that challenge early on. This one is is a is a direct affront on their business model. So I'm not surprised that Google is responding, and they are respond. They need to respond fast. In yeah. fact, the the interesting part of their response is that they had to bring in Sergey Brin. And yeah, they have to bring him back. The two huh? founders have to come back because Elon Musk. That's why I'm the man. Yeah. Uh, and you know this is not the first time, right? I think Google Plus lost to Google Plus lost to Facebook, yeah. right? And nobody even knows what Google Plus. Google Meet, Google Meet right? cannot compete with Zoom. With Zoom. Zoom, so I feel what they are trying to do is to enter the market very early, especially now that ChatGPT is gaining a lot of traction. Yeah. And then we even have other platforms that <laughs> I saw a blog that is already asking if. Um, there will be WordPress plugins that allow ChatGPT impute into their website. I'm sure people are working so on a that. lot of people are doing integrations. Then uh, now it seems like AI is a new thing. There have been platforms that have been building on AI. You have Jasper for content creation. Mm-hmm. You have, I think, Looper. Uh, mm-hmm. You have L- Looker for logo. There are quite of there are a lot of people who have seen the trajectory before. And this is like the boom period, and it looks like AI is the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. so Sundar Pichai said Google has working on AI for last exactly. Six years. That's the point that I really want to talk about because the argument before now has been that Google seems just to be maintaining the status quo. They've not really come out with anything fantastic in years. Same thing for Apple, mm-hmm. but Sundar says they have been working on this for for, for s- over six years. It's interesting that with the kind of capacity Google has, Google has been working on something for six, six years, years and someone yeah, someone else <laughs> just came into the scene <laughs> and boom, they are ahead. And yeah. that and that really put Google under pressure because even as we speak, Bad is not ready. They are still yeah, doing some testing, select testing, but it's not ready. And even when they did the demo release, I think on Wednesday, it really backfired in the whole. Yeah, and they lost like hundred billion dollars. So it is a serious one it's putting it's putting a serious strain on the conversation of 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 transition from founders to to second level managers because assuming the real founders of google were the ones there would they have been working on this for a long time i mean this Mm. was a very strange debate on social media like it seems everybody is just sleeping imagine the new releases we've been having with iphone and it all seems yeah. to look yeah. like it's just the cameras that are getting yeah. better. So, if Steve Jobs are still being in the system, will iPhone still be looking the way it is? 
I mean, that's a question for us to answer, but that's not the point of our conversation today. <laughs> yeah, so it, it felt like at some point blockchain would be the ginger, but now it feels AI is what is making all the tech guys come on their This feet. tech space, not this thing, Bujari. Just in case you're wondering, the new update to the Bing and the uh, Macro Soft Edge browser, it's not fully released yet. It's just available for desktop devices and you know it's just available to a select few microsoft is looking to expand it to millions of people over the next few weeks so you should watch out for that all right moving on patek a global vc firm has raised 263 million dollars to fund african startups that's a lot so patek has closed its patek africa 2 and it has raised 263 million dollars to fund African startups and this is making it the largest Africa focused fund yet. $263 million. It's ready to pour it into startups and all of that. It plans to raise $230 million initially but it closed ahead of that $263 million mm. and also it's planning to continue to raise it to about $300 million so that it can close finally and be like okay yeah guys we have the the um the, the vault to really go ahead and fund oh startups. <laughs> Some black Maria will just be entering people's gates. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> you, you the I don't know about that. I mean, let me open my gate now. <laughs> I mean, mention some of the partners for this fund. You're talking about HNI, family offices, DFI, corporates, African funds, Anchor Investor, the German Development Bank, and a host of others, actually. It's like a full-blown big guys came together and be like, okay, let's pour this money into African tech. So I think it's interesting to see that the African tech space is this lucrative that everybody wants to put their money into it. Yep. Oh. It feels like the next big thing. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of solutions that the African tech space will Africa provide. Africa has problems. <laughs> so, there is solution. <laughs> and money follows where solutions are. Right, exactly. Ray, Ray was, I, I read the interview Temi Tokwe had with um, Ray Youssef, right, yeah. the CEO of Pax. So you should check that out on Technest, by the way. He was saying innovation in Africa is as a result of need. <laughs> People need it. People need it. So yes. that's why you're creating for it. But in the Europe and all those other places, because desire, just want. Just, just imagine there is an app now that will tell you where they are selling feeling fuel. Mm. That's a problem. Mm. Or oh, where you can see new Naira. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I need to aggregate the time. So you know, yeah. 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 By 6 a.m. we will fall in NMPC. <laughs> By 6.45 MRS will start. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's you nice. You even know which filling station along your path mm. is dispensing. Guys, that's a million Idea. dollar. Google idea. will just integrate it with one company. <laughs> 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 All right. So African founders, go get your cash, is it? 263 million dollars exactly yeah so moving on starlink launched in nigeria a few weeks ago now it has announced that it will also be launching in rwanda in q1 2023 so that's between february and march and march it should actually launch in rwanda um according to the ceo of the um, rwanda space agency he says that starlink's internet operations aligns with their goal for the rwandan uh, ecosystem Uh to increase internet bandwidth we don't like better things (laughs) 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 and it also says that okay starlink is not coming to replace the national um internet guys so they should not be scared it's just coming to supplement and make it better and all of that uh if you must know starlink has 
been trying to launch in Africa for some time. It has talked to or it has planned to launch in Kenya, Malawi, Mozambique, and um, Nigeria, which it has launched in already. Uh, it also has 3,500 3, satellites orbiting in space. Mm-hmm. So, nowhere you are in the world that Stanley cannot reach you. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to what the um, CEO of the RSA was saying that Starlink is not yet to replace. Of course, Starlink cannot come and replace their competition in Rwanda because it's actually expensive. Yeah, exactly, it's not <laughs> going to be cheap. It's, it's not going to be cheap. Market. <laughs> <laughs> Even in Nigeria, that it launched on the site is saying two hundred and sixty-three thousand naira. But yeah. if you're about to buy, you have to pay in dollars, which you have to source dollar outside bank. So if you're sourcing it in bank, you pay two hundred and sixty-three. But if you're outside sourcing outside bank. Been like four hundred and something thousand era, so which is a lot. Other guys, MTN and Etel and Groovy. I mean, they are still talking about two hundred and twenty something thousand era. <laughs> you manage your ten megabyte per uh, second uh, share. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think I think Starlink will just will just um, will cater for that premium two percent cap of the market mm. yeah. the that groups. really need fast internet and can afford it. I mean. If you're just a usual person that wants to do Facebook and TikTok, I don't think you really need, you don't need 255 <laughs> megabytes per second because mm, Baba is just to shoot video of you running at your filling station with keg <laughs> and <laughs> post it on TikTok. So you don't need Starlink. But if you're really doing some heavy lifting, then Starlink is for you. I think it's just going to be a defining point for what is possible in Africa. For a lot of people that are look that are want to do things, they want to collaborate, they want to create content, they want to create solutions, and they don't want to leave Africa. Mm, yeah. True. They can be able to have the same experience of traveling abroad. So now if you really I was just thinking about it that if I really want to do remote work, just build a fantastic house in my hometown. Get yeah, get, get, yeah, get solar yeah. panels and use. Or if you are the digital, the guy that <coughs> lives moving. So you don't really need to, yeah. You like seeing places, then Starlink will be, be something you should be looking yeah. at. Yeah, so a social yeah. media post of someone in Niger, and the guy was getting like two hundred and fifty. I would just instead of instead of you, instead of you being the tech bro and be facing traffic in Lagos, just go to Ilorin, mm. uh-huh. or go True. to Mina, or go to Kebi. And you just get your Starlink, and you'll be having the same experience. And if you have any issue, just go to the airport in London and take a flight to Lagos. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You should actually subscribe to our YouTube page. We have a review f- of Starlink coming up, so check that out. Watch out for that. Uh, Starlink s- also will be launching in Kenya from June 2023. So Kenyans, it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a side brother. Yeah. Um. So moving on now. Moving on to a brother we've talked about on this on this place so much that he should actually be paying us. Elon Musk, I'm still shooting my shots. <laughs> Twitter Blue. Twitter, Elon Musk. So Twitter Blue this week has launched a new feature that would allow its users, subscribers, to tweet up to 4,000 words. Mm. So Twitter is becoming the next Quora Me- or LinkedIn. Or medium as the case may be so the if you don't know the current twitter limit is about 280 character limits yeah but now twitter will be allowing you tweet up to four thousand words if you are paying so mm. if you are paying for twitter blue which is eleven dollar for ios in one tweet and android users yes, yes one tweet, one tweet. Yeah. not yeah, one a trend so everyone ah. will be able to see the tweet but you would only be able to do it if you are subscribed to twitter blue all right and the way to show on your timeline is if you're scrolling through you see show more 
So it won't show you beyond the 280 that it shows before, but now you now say show more. So when you click on that show more, you will now start scrolling. And scrolling. Mm. And scrolling. And scrolling. And scrolling. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That experience is what I'm not looking forward to. That scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I like Twitter because it gives oh, you shots. It's very it's very short. Also yeah. I think it kind of increases your creativity. Like whatever message you're trying to pass, mm-hmm. you have to keep it short Funniest in things on characters. Twitter are like just hundred characters. Exactly. And you will laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Now imagine someone trying to recreate that with 4,000 words. It's like, bro. And we trade, you know, if you make, like, if I'm not interested in first two tweets, I can just tell, like, look, I can't wait. Just move on. But 4,000 characters, man, it's just, it's just too long. I think, I think Elon Musk is trying to make Twitter everything to everybody. As profitable as possible. Yes. And, and that is a challenge. That is a challenge. Yeah, but if there's any good thing with Elon Musk is he can start things and throw them away. As soon as yeah, he realizes that. that, so this is a theory that nobody has tested, right? If he tests it and it doesn't make sense within 48 days, Elon Musk does not have shame, can just come back and say, Kai, this thing don't work. <laughs> so, so we should not be sad, we should not be happy. If before he launches, himself in four days, Elon Musk can just wake up from his yoga and say, We are holding on, on and this. say, This one, we don't scrap her. <laughs> Possible. And he does not need anybody approval. Yeah, I mean, he's a solo now, so, <laughs> so he can't do everything he wants. But for me, I don't. I think Twitter's uniqueness is is one that you cannot write for long. Two, you cannot delete or edit. You can delete, but you cannot edit. That that part. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So with Twitter Blue, you can edit now. That's what I'm saying. The last so if you're selling all those uniqueness for a fee, it's cool. But all of us, we are not even looking for perfection. For Twitter, we don't even want long story. Mm. If you want to read long story, we can go to LinkedIn or Instagram. I, I was going to the job vacancy today, and I met a dog on the road, and I that's LinkedIn. <laughs> we don't want all that on Twitter, please and please. But the Twitter support, uh, the Twitter blue support page also says that it will be reducing the number of ads for Twitter blue subscribers soon by half. So if you, you subscribe to Twitter blue, you would see less ads on your Twitter page or your Twitter timeline compared to those who are not subscribed to Twitter Blue. So maybe this is a time to rethink subscription to Twitter Blue. If you don't know, it is $11 for iOS and Android users and $8 for web guys. So yeah, guys, that brings us to the end of the Around the World of Tech. Yeah, we've taken around the world of tech. Now let's go to a deep dive conversation. It's open mic, so I introduce to you Anderson, who is our chief business officer, David is a familiar face, but it's been a long time he was here with hey. us. <laughs> he's a content <laughs> nice chief, and we have Tommy Wo with us as well. He's the nice, editor. Nice to be back. <laughs> <laughs> of Techness. So, guys, when we started podcast, we we're talking about the cash problem. The cash problem, and I remember asking you guys for your experiences mm-hmm. and all of that. And it's actually a big issue. So, maybe I should just give our viewers and listeners a bit of true back or like timeline true so this whole problem started when cbn said guys we want to reduce the amount of money out there in the space in the field lots of this money have not been to the bank in months some years actually so let's change the currency bring all the old notes and we'll give you new ones bring all the notes into the stores (laughs) (laughs) so cbn redesigned the notes created a new one launched it out at first he had like a minimum he also unveiled like new withdrawal limits 
um, personal guys hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand naira. Sorry, not dollars. Businesses five hundred thousand naira, right? Then after lots of people complaining, POS guys complaining and everything, increased it. Personal guys five hundred thousand, businesses I think five million or so. So it did that. But then they are the first deadline january 31st so lots of people had deposited their money thinking oh it will stop right the old amount the old currency is 200 500 1000 but by a day or two to the deadline cbn announced that it will be extending it by another 10 days again now this created a problem banks are saying they don't have cash to give out and people are taking their money to the banks already our banks are now saying oh sorry we don't have cash to pay out so now people are not being able to are not able to get cash right so we move to digital transactions transfers and all of that but that also has been having issues because it's failing it's crashing it's doing all of this so it's been a like a, a domino one <laughs> part is falling the next the next the next the next the next the next and all of this is happening just around the same time that elections it's two weeks away. Nigerians are about to decide their fate, which is maybe one of the most important elections we've had in this democracy, right? And all of this is happening at the same time. And because there's lots of crash, people are complaining, people are, you know, talking about all of this. And it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. So, guys, so far, what did you think maybe the CBN could have done differently that we would not get here? I, I think even before we start uh, thinking about what the CBM would have done, there are other factors too. There's capital flight, right? Mm. Most of the software developers in these banks have jackpot. <laughs> 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 so the people to even fix the technical problem, mm. they are not there, right? Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> beyond that too, it, it, it just feels like there are also... Um, individual bank management processes and problems right because we began to see that some of the banks were hoarding cash we saw videos so is it really about cbn now or i i I totally understand that cbn has a part to play but it it feels like a systemic problem Mm. and everything is happening coincidentally at the same time and that is why we're having some of this this problem but then back again what what could cbn had done that they did not do so first i i believe that the people who are ordering cash or who are selling naira in the black market are not really the problem i mean if you have if you have a systemic failure people are going to take advantage of that failure it's basic it has nothing to do with them say there is famine in nigeria and people will be ordering food and start selling food right mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. so the first thing is how do we avoid that scarcity and i know that every change manager every change process is turbulent it's your job as a leader to now think about how you can manage the change process in a way that people will not feel the pain i quite frankly understand what the cbn wants to achieve i was the first uh, i was among the first of people who wrote online why i think the naira change and the cash withdrawal limit policy is a fantastic idea but i think the implementation process has not been similar so let's start from the fundamentals cbn took in 
over six trillion naira cash, right? Mm-hmm. You said you have about eight trillion in in circulation, and what we have left is about one point nine. So either those cash have been destroyed, or they are still under some sort of way, or the owners are dead, whatever. <laughs> those people have not taken that money to the bank. So if you're taking back six trillion, let's say the regular amount that should be in circulation should be around two two trillion. So the question is, has the CBM printed two trillion? Right. Mm. That's one third of what you've taken back. Yeah. If we answer that question, if the answer is yes, let's say CBN does not want to print the amount that has always been in circulation, they just want a fraction of it. You can't just go from 100% to 10%. So if what is usually regularly in, tran- in, tr- uh, in circulation is 2 trillion, like day to day transactions of Nigeria, you can't do 200 billion and expect not to be a chaos. You should do at least mm. half. 50%, 60%, so that when you have enough of it, internally you now begin to devise mechanism to take away a fraction of what you've released after a while, begin to take it back and not release it to people. But you can't do that as a start. And if you insist that you want to do that at a start, the other stakeholders in this system, the bankers, the fintechs, that are going to absorb the pressure of people's um, um, migration to online transactions, mm-hmm. are they ready? So mm. you should know what's the capacity of NIPS, what's the capacity of InterSwitch, what's the capacity of the bank and the fintech players. Are there structures you need to put in place? If all of these things are not ready, then the only thing you can play with is time. So you face out the process. Okay. Beginning from the next six months, you can't do above these transactions. Then you can reduce it to this number. You can release it to this number, but first have the cash in circulation. So CBN released a fraction of the amount they absorbed, and CBN gave it to the bankers and assumed that the bankers, being saints and angels, <laughs> will give it to the people who need it first. But capitalism, business does not operate like that. Mm-hmm. If you give me 10 million naira as a branch manager and you ask me to dispense it to people, naturally, I will want to work with relationships and my most respected customers. So you're saying I should load the money on the machine, but if the man who has 50% of the deposit in my branch says, bring 10 million naira to my house, I will take the entire 10 million there because if the man takes away his money from my bank, bank I will most likely lose my job. You're telling me to load it on the ATM so people who have just 60,000 can withdraw (laughs) 10,000. I don't really care about those people. So I think it's the CBN's problem. Doing better, they should have faced this out. I don't know why we are in a hurry to do this before the elections. And if we wanted to do it, then the CBN should have taken steps to incentivize the other players, banks, fintechs, switches, and every other person to ensure that they invest in the other channels that will be absorbing this pressure and find other ways of dispensing. So if you're saying cash to get to the ordinary Nigerians, ATM is not the ideal way to go. You could have just said, make it a priority that all POS and agents get cash first before other... Mm. Whichever way, does I, do, I think the CBN could have done better by properly planning with the stakeholders at the seat. So, so banks are denying that they have cash. CBN is saying it means cash. everybody did not sit around the table to have a conversation. Mm, fair enough. Uh, Tommy, what, do you think Nigeria is ready for this leap that CBN is trying to push us into? Well, I don't. I don't think we are ready because I think the goal of financial inclusion is for the woman that sells roasted plantain on the street to be able to collect money digitally. 
right? And these past few weeks has just shown us that that's not the reality of of things in Nigeria because a lot of vendors on the streets, like the vulcanizer that fixed his tire the other day, could not collect transfer. I mean, if, apart from the fact that there, there's a trust issue, which is part of why we're not ready, but the CBN, I think all these policies should take time and conversations with other stakeholders, like David mentioned earlier. But we're not ready. We are so far. And this is even using Lagos as a point of reference. I can't imagine what is going on in Abiokuta and the Iloluji yeah, and the someone, other villages. <laughs> someone told me on Wednesday that in his hometown, the people are doing better. Ice. Yeah, it has gotten to that in a lot of Yes, in the south-south. The person is from the south-south. He said people are doing better. Like someone called him from home. So I have wow. salt, you have rice. I, we agree. What's the value of my salt to your rice? And we exchange. My mom, my mom had to travel from my own that town in Ekiti <laughs> to another town where you're going to take a bus of over a thousand naira to withdraw fifteen thousand naira. In in Lagos last week. So I just I imagine I how the market traders have been selling. They will just okay. You want to buy? Yeah, just exchange value. I used one thousand six hundred naira. I paid one thousand six hundred naira as charges to collect ten thousand naira. That's more than ten percent of what I was hoping to get. Oh from God, ten percent, sixteen percent. You know when all of these things started, I was having a conversation. That was even like October last year, with somebody that what what this would turn supermarkets and traders to are mini banks, right? People will start rather than if I'm a supermarket and I do five million every day, rather than take that money to the bank. I would just add a premium to that 5 million (laughs) and share it it with my friends and they transfer to me, right? Mm. And these are the things we are already seeing. uh, 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 It's playing out right now. I I was having a conversation with a POS person and saying that we buy money from market traders. We buy money from people that are selling supermarkets or pharmacies, right? So... There, there's a lot that the CVN did not do. I recall um, in 2019, I was still in telecoms, and most of these telecom guys were looking at having payment service banks. If this was not an afterthought, if this was not a spur of the moment kind of thing, since 2019 till this time is enough time to have prepared telco operators to have almost every telco operator should already have a functional payment service bank. People's phone numbers should already be like bank accounts. People's emails should already be a store of value. And then people... So, imagine that we were prepared digitally for this. I don't know. How many of you have tried USSD in this period that it worked? It has been crashing. I've been trying to load... Let's even say our banking apps are working. But USSD is not working at all. They will send you a message. USSD is supposed to be the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to load that time and it wasn't working at all. So imagine that the solution that a Paga person... I I think Paga was one of the first platforms to to enable people to even transfer money beyond bank accounts, right? I I think Paga was allowing Gmail to uh, email to email Mm -hmm. and something like that, that kind of model. And that was the model that these PSBs were were trying to push. If all of these was implemented before now, it would have been the last resort of a lot of Nigerians. Because the problem is not that people are not willing to accept cash because it's a new... They don't even trust the process and the process is not working. Right? Transfers are not working. As we... As we speak, people will ask, what bank are you using? So I transfer money to you 
so that tomorrow when I need it, you help me do the transfer because my bank have failed me. <laughs> there are instances where some banks are shutting down and saying until yeah. they resolve this. The so if all my money is in that <laughs> bank, it means <laughs> that I have nobody to call if, if 60k leaves my account, mm -hmm. right? So there are quite a lot of things that just start washing plates. There, there are quite ah. a lot of things, and I, I'm even thinking I this mean. Valentine period. I mean, ah, people, people will wash plates. plates. I've used plate. I've used the Valentine money <laughs> to, to to pay to charges wash, for POS. To wash plates. <laughs> I'm telling you, to buy for you it. finish eating in Danville Bistro now. You have to wash plates <laughs> because your transfer is not going through. Yeah, at some point, said the restaurant will have too much washers than plates. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's crazy. So one last question about this. What so this has happened already, it has happened. Mm -hmm. I don't think CBN will take it back because they are like three months in already. They would at this point not want to take it back. So it doesn't feel like they didn't think treat things through properly. Who died there? They would die there literally. So what changes do you anticipate over the next six months that would happen both in terms of cash circulation? as well as in terms of digital banking and all of that i think i think things will ease out themselves naturally mm. naturally water will find its own level mm. and and nigerians we adapt a lot true we always look for the next alternative to get this i think that's one of the good things and the bad things about us because our ability to look for an alternative makes us not to hold people accountable right but at the same time it helps our ecosystem um david was just talking about a fruit seller that will trust him to go back home to do transfer it happened to me too and the person just had to take my phone number if i don't see it i'll call you i went to do some adjustments in some traditional hats that i had and I, it was time to pay this guy didn't see took my number and later he called me i've seen the transfer i i I, I, I don't think that guy has ever called me before <laughs> it, it's going to uh, it will fix itself it's i feel it will have almost the same kind of feel that covid 19 had in the economy where mm. people saw alternatives people leveraged on other means to find a way out and i i think yeah. those will just be some of the benefits. i think what the cbn just need to ensure is that they don't succumb to the pressure of of um, of moving the deadline endlessly mm. right if they've decided that this old note should not go beyond february should not go beyond february that one too if you if you want to make up your mind that you're not going to take the old notes even if people go to court whatever political shenanigans they use the CBN should ensure that they stick to it. If you have good cash and you really want to deposit it, go to the CBN office. Go and <laughs> fill a form and explain to them why you are still holding it. Like, mm. we have moved, let's move, right? Because it will rubbish all the suffering that we have suffered if one Supreme Court says, yeah, you we should, should still it. continue using CBN should fight that to the end. If it involves using the power of the presidency, whatever. After that has been done, I think the pressure on the banks who ease out like anderson said people will find other ways of transacting yeah. but also the banks will match up with the pressure nigerian banks wants to make money for each transfer you do even if it is from your bank to your bank they will take a minimum of 10 naira. so mm. they want to make money they will just match up because 
if 100 people used to walk into the banking hall, that's been reduced to 10. Yeah. Right? Technically, the, the only way they can now make money from the customers is when they use the online channels. Mm. So they will invest the in more memory number. space. They will invest in capacity. I mean, they are not they are not helpless. They are not government agencies. They would they would invest. <laughs> so I think that part will be sorted. As for the as for the cash part, when people now get to realize that they don't, they, they've been able to find other ways of transacting apart from cash. The pressure on looking for cash will reduce. Mm. Apart from my dealing with the vulcanizer, most of the transactions I've done so far, I've been spending money, but I've not been using cash. Okay, not many Nigerians are in my box. But the implication is more Nigerians will get to be in my box and people like me will not go and be queuing at the ATM again. Mm. It's not like we will not queue, but once in a while, just for some cash to pump tire if you if you hit somebody that is selling egg and all of that. But for other people who need cash for daily transactions, they will find their way around it. POS's trust transaction. But finally, after all is said and done. This will be one classic example of forcing people to do something that should have been done many years ago. I mean, this cashless movement should have been... CBN have been mounting it for years. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like Amy Philly just realized, I'm leaving office in the next one year. Let me, <laughs> let me Bruh, do one legacy like project. Like, yeah, yeah and carry Kobuko and push all of us. So, it's good. Eventually, we'll be able to trace money. It will even help in our elections. If you want to bribe people to vote for a party, a certain party, all of us will see who you are transferring the money mm-hmm. to. So we'll be able to track it's a good okay. thing in the overall. I think we will just get there. Mm, get there. Fair enough. All right, um, there you had it, guys. So just one, we talked about you know the elections and everything. Now, if you have an opportunity to advise the incoming president, what's that one advice you'd give him in terms of the tech space, particularly? What's that one advice? Uh, (coughs) I think the one advice would be stakeholders engagement, right? You can't just sit somewhere and make policies that will affect the last mile. We are having conversations with the last mile. We were giving examples of that most of the problems we see in banks today is just lack of communication, right? If people are queuing outside and a manager comes to address the problem and explain to people why they don't have a- access to cash we are very understanding people in nigeria mm-hmm. who will listen <laughs> or will look for an alternative since i can't but you are keeping me waiting you are not saying anything you are expecting me to wait till four and you tell me there is no way so stakeholder engagement is very critical mm. who are the players in this space what are they doing and how will the policies that I'm going to make affect them, right? So it's, it's very critical. And I think one of the presidential candidates will always say that, that even the developed countries, it's not like they figured everything out. They are learning every day. So what makes us um, not to learn, right? So critically, that that would be my one advice. Stakeholders engagement. Tommy, what would be yours? Well, what I was going to suggest is very similar to what Anderson suggested. Like the people that would actually make the decisions that will reach them, ensure that they have the knowledge, ensure that they have the experience that can actually translate whatever ideas you have to actually delivering results. Mm, fair enough, David. How about you? Well, um, so first, I'm going to say two things. First, education. Education is very critical. Okay. I think one of the problems we are having is a brain drain. 
and it's not really a problem it's going to be a game for us eventually but we need to have a pipeline of people that can do things so if you want to help the tech ecosystem invest in our education stem so that people doing science technology engineering math we can have a lot of fantastic students with exposure to the best systems and they can easily fit into the tech ecosystem once we have talent once we have people ideas will come and money is going to flow um that is the first thing the second thing is uh, of course social amenities security internet good road um, I, w- I dream for a Nigeria where anybody can live anywhere and really make a life, make a living. You don't really have to be in Lagos or Abuja or Port Harcourt. A child in Zanfara should be able to be a tech bro if he or she wishes to be. Um, mm. If we don't have that kind of development, I think we are not going to bring in a lot of people into the ecosystem. Um, tech should not be a privilege. It should be a standard of living. So if people choose not to be tech people, then it should be that they have better things to do. But basically, um, that infrastructure is very important, especially security is very important. Hmm. What? So yeah, last guys. One. Okay. Last one. I know we've always had this idea of sharing money, <laughs> sharing money <laughs> to the poor. I think any president that is coming in, and I'm saying these guys, look at the manifestos of a candidate who really has an understanding of the business space and is willing to invest i say it a lot a lot of the funds we have in our ecosystem is coming from outside the space at some point when we begin to make some good turnout some some money there will be capital flights because those investors will take back their money how about the federal government saying okay i'm going to be investing one hundred thousand dollars in one million startups every year Okay, if only 10% of that 1 million survives, you know how many people they are going to employ. So instead of sharing $100,000 to 1 million people who are poor, rather share $100 million to 1 million startups and let each of those employ one person, two persons, three persons, ten, 10 persons. You have solved unemployment. And those people will pay taxes. Their boys will do Good Friday, they will travel, they will go for tourism. <laughs> <laughs> You've solved the economic problems. It's your money, it will go, it will come back, but some will make a lot of yields, and we could have 100 unicorns in four years. Mm. 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 Solid, solid. Yeah, there you go, guys. Thank you for joining us today. This was an exciting and insightful conversation, and thank you for joining us. Yeah. If you don't even take anything away from this entire conversation about what we'll be fine eventually, right? Things will even out and just hold on, you know, try as much as possible to find alternate means of transacting as long as it's safe and fine and for you. Number two, for the incoming presidents, make sure that tech is not a privilege, right? Make sure that tech is not a privilege. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, do you want to share your social media handle for our listeners so they can follow you? Tommy Wobot is seven instead of a T. As long as David? Yeah, my handles are aphorisms. A-F-O-R-I-S-M-S underscore across our channels. Anderson? I'm Anderson Ozaa for anywhere you go. A-N-D-E. R-S-O-N-O-Z-A-K-P-O. All right. Also my handle. Makes sense. I'm um, Akdown07. 
thank you guys follow us subscribe share our podcast and let us know your feedback you know if you like a conversation you want us to talk about or you'd even like to pitch in at some point just let us know and we'll be ready to to hacking on to you to come to your faces and your years next week take care